Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 120 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Lisa King. And we talked about something that it is not talked about enough, which is bladder health, which is a huge source of lack of confidence for women, especially as we age. Lisa shares her personal healing journey dealing with bladder issues, and now she models and educates other women of what to do. This is such an incredible value-packed episode. We talked about knowing when to look for help, understanding the role of stress, the mind-body connection, and more physical strategies such as what foods to avoid, what foods can irritate the bladder lining, and so on. I highly recommend this episode for you or any woman that you know that struggles with bladder issues. Lisa has such an amazing amount of knowledge and she shares it very generously with us in this episode. So excited for you to learn from her. So let me properly introduce you to Lisa King. Lisa King is a pharmacist of 34 years. She's a life coach and Amazon best-selling author of the book she co-authored with her sister, Tiny Life Changes. She's passionate about health and well-being and was recently named Single Care's Most Influential Pharmacist of 2020. She also has a passion for empowering women to gain freedom from bladder issues and founded The Fulfilled Pharmacist. She truly believes you can achieve your goals and dreams one step and one day at a time. When she's not encouraging others to live a healthy lifestyle, she loves spending time with her family. To learn more about Tiny Life Changes, hatch to tinylifechanges.com. Here is Lisa. Welcome, Lisa. It is such an honor to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, Juliana. Absolutely. And I'm very excited about the topic today, which is not something that we've talked a lot on this podcast before, but it is definitely something that I do believe that it is so needed and affects so many women, which is bladder health. And before we jump into it and you tell us about your healing journey and all these wonderful things, I always like to start by asking our guests to define what does confidence mean to you? I just feel like confidence is being the best version of yourself. So I truly believe that even just making tiny changes really just brings about that confidence. So if you're eating, choosing healthier foods or taking a walk at night or just putting on, you know, some essential oils on your skin to make them look more vibrant, whatever it is that's going to just make you feel more vibrant, more alive healthier version of you brings confidence. Yes. I love that. I love the intentionality aspect of it that, you know, we can take little things, like you said, that even like going for a walk or skincare routine, and we can really make it so intentional. It's like this extra dose of self-care. And I love your concept. I 
always said for many years that success is a collection of little moments, right? And yes. I love your idea of the tiny changes. I think it's beautiful. So yes, yeah, so let's dive in. And mm-hmm. what I would like to start with, Lisa, is tell us about the prevalence of bladder issues. I know it is something that isn't talked a lot about, even though I hope that that is changing, right, as we progress. But how prevalent is uh, bladder issues, let's just say within women over 40? Very prevalent. Um, one in three North American women will experience incontinence. So that is bladder leakage. It really is something that can affect women after having a baby or even especially as they get older. And it's something that there's so much shame surrounding bladder mm-hmm. issues. And it's something that women just often don't talk about. They don't talk about it with their family or their friends or their partner. And it takes women, you know, between six to eight years, even to seek help from a doctor. Mm -hmm. So it's something that women feel very alone with. Um, There's a lot of shame surrounding bladder issues. And what, what I always like to say is that you don't have to feel alone and that there are options, there are treatment options. So it really is something that can, there is hope for bladder issues. Yeah. And I think like that is one of the things that I find the work could do so meaningful and important because you not only bring your own experience, but also, of course, a wealth of expertise. And the moment that we know we're not alone, I think everything changes. Right. Um, yes. And I think that is so important and even why I'm so you know grateful to have you here today. So I can also help you spread the message as well. And like you said, that the six to eight years until they even start to seek help what would be some early signs that a woman could start paying attention to, to know that it is time to at least get an assessment from a medical professional? Well, um, overactive bladder is uh, urinating eight times per day or two times per night. So, you know, a lot of women, especially if you're drinking a lot of water, you may be urinating that that much and it may not Mm -hmm. really bother you. Um, or a lot of times women just feel like, Oh, this is how it is. You know, as I get older, I'm just urinating more, but if it really starts interfering with your life, so many Mm -hmm. women, it really starts interfering with their life. They're, they're not able to work or they don't want to go out to dinner with friends because they know they're going to be getting up and down off the table all night, or they don't, they can't sit through their child's graduation or their it's really just interfering with their life, then it's time to seek help with a doctor. And there are definitely numerous things that can be helpful for overactive bladder. Absolutely. No, that's very helpful. And a lot of times, like you said, like it's that perception that it's actually impacting my life, right? My daily life. So, so important that they get it checked. So if you don't mind, Lisa, tell us a little bit about your story. Like how did it impact your life and what was your process in discovering what was actually going on? Well, I, I feel like I've always somewhat had bladder issues as a little girl, you know, we'd always have, you know, a little bit of a joke in the family. If, if we were taking a car ride, we knew that we would have to stop every two hours for Lisa to go to the bathroom. (laughs) But, um, you know, as I started getting older, you know, in my late twenties is when I was diagnosed, I just started having just, you know, a lot of bladder pain. Um, interstitial cystitis is now called painful bladder syndrome. So Mm -hmm. it's just an extremely excruciating bladder pain. Someone once described it as, you know, having a knife stuck in you and then somebody pouring acid all over Mm. it. It, It's, 
it's an indescribable pain and women really suffer so much with that. Um, but when I was diagnosed, it was almost 30 years ago mm-hmm. now there was no internet. So I, I always feel like it was a good thing and a bad thing because <laughs> with the internet comes so much information and so much help, but also you can also see women who are suffering for years and that type of thing. And so for me, I always just had so much hope. So anytime I tried something for my um, condition, I would have hope like this is what's going to work. This is what's going to help me. Mm-hmm. So I always just had that hope, like this was the next thing that was going to help. And then it, and it eventually did. So I really started with me with uh, making changes in my diet. So and that's really the first step, even for women who have overactive bladder, um, the yeah. first step are dietary changes. And so things like spicy foods, acidic foods, like tomatoes, um, coffee, um, caffeine, chocolate, um, sugary foods and drinks, they can all really affect the bladder. So what I often say is, let's just say even in the morning, you woke up and you had a glass of orange juice, and then you had maybe some eggs and you put some salsa on top or something spicy, you're already starting your day and then had a cup of coffee too. Yeah. Of um, you're already starting your day heading in a direction of being set up for having more instances of having that overactive bladder. Mm-hmm. So really just taking a look at what you're ha- um, eating and drinking is really very, very helpful. So for me, I, I haven't had a glass of orange juice in years. Um, I have, um, I don't drink coffee. I have decaffeinated tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of women, when they are first hear of the diet, they're thinking, there's nothing that I can eat. But <laughs> there, there really is a lot of different things. And then there is a product it's called, um, well, the, the generic name is calcium glycerophosphate. Um, it's a calcium product that you can use that will help neutralize acid. So if you did want to have that orange juice or tomato sauce or something like that, you can have that alongside that and that will help reduce the acid. So um, first step was that I um, definitely looked at what I was eating. I was taking medications, um, did different types of um, pelvic floor physical therapy. Mm -hmm. But what I always say was the icing on the cake for me in my healing journey was when I started doing a uh, healing meditation. And so that may sound really, you know, like, oh, that sounds very complex, but it really (laughs) wasn't. That's what I called it. But it was really just taking a half hour out of my day every day for deep breathing exercises and just picturing my bladder healing. And when I started doing that and really taking that time for self-care, as you had mentioned earlier, um, and reducing stress, that's really when my bladder really started to heal. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's wonderful. So many wonderful things you mentioned. Hey there, have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies 
and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode. Um, I'll just go back for a minute here in terms of the diet. So of mm-hmm. course, a lot of the acidic foods and one of the things that comes to mind for me, you know, listening, you describing the foods, even for women to pay attention to supplements that they're taking, right? Because yes, <laughs> there is such a over promotion of some, like, especially if you think of things like vitamin C and some other potentially acidic supplements, right? Um, when it comes to the acidic foods, Lisa, would that also impact you know, things, for example, fermented foods that I know there's quite a bit of a movement <laughs> bringing them back in terms of the sauerkrauts and kimchi's. Would that also be a little bit of a trigger from your experience? Yes, especially for women who have uh, painful bladder syndrome, maybe not so much for overactive bladder, but I have um, worked with women in the past who um, were taking different supplements. And actually my very second really big flare that I had came from the fact that I was getting a cold. And at the time, I guess I really didn't realize that this was a chronic illness. Um, and I was taking a lot of vitamin C mm-hmm. and it, you know, ascorbic acid and the vitamin C yeah. just really burnt my bladder lining. And it took me, oh, well over a year to start feeling better. So I kept thinking it would have just been better to have the cold than to do that. <laughs> um, and that just kind of brings to another point. A lot of times um, women who are having these type of issues may go to see someone like an herbalist or a naturopathic doctor who's not familiar with uh, bladder issues. And so they may try to treat it as you would treat um, a urinary tract infection or typical mm-hmm. types of bladder issues, where if you have a, an irritated bladder lining, a lot of these supplements can cause further irritation. So it's just important to also know, you know, who to talk to. Um, of course, a healthy lifestyle and reducing sugar and eating foods that are, you know, healthy choices is always a, a great idea. But sometimes, you know, some of the foods may cause further irritation, like, you know, the kombucha, that type of thing, or I'm Italian. So for me, like tomato sauce, <laughs> yes. a lot of tomato sauce. So it's also important to talk to someone who is familiar with the situation um, with having and the bladder lining being being irritated. Absolutely. And I think it's just something that you mentioned at the beginning in terms of the tiny changes. I think it's also an important strategy, right? When people are maybe not so much on the removing, but if you're adding a lot of good supplements and things on, you know, if people do too many at once, then you don't even know necessarily what is working and what is maybe not working for you. Right. So taking those tiny steps, even as we, you know, design our healing journey, I think is also important part of the whole big picture. Um, the other thing, yes. <laughs> the other thing I wanted you to explore more is the role of stress. And I know, you know, stress is one of those things that nowadays we basically use it for everything, <laughs> you know, it impact, because it does impact all of our body systems, but specifically to like, a you know, painful bladder syndrome, like you're describing, what is the role of stress? Well, s- stress is very plays a very, very large role. And so really, when I started really experiencing a lot of the different symptoms that I was having, 
was when I got to pharmacy school. So of course, a lot mm-hmm. of stress in pharmacy school. Then graduating, I, I married my high school sweetheart. So we mm-hmm. married very young when I still had two more years of school, started having babies, working full time as a pharmacist. Wow. I mean, just, I mean, it was just a, a lot of stress. And so yeah. when I was finally able to take that time to heal my body and slow down is really when my body really just started to respond. And so even afterwards, I haven't really had a flare in years, but if I would have a flare, just taking that time again, every day to do the deep breathing and just picturing my body healing, my bladder lining healing would always just really be so helpful, really just get me out of um, that flare very quickly. So, and, you know, I've kind of, uh, I had one woman say to me, you know, you can't just tell people to breathe and then that will be make them feel better. But, but I really do think that it is just a really great adjunct into whatever else it is that you're doing. So I I really believe in um, an integrated approach to medicine. So, you know, you may take the medication prescribed by your doctor, but you're also doing things like choosing the healthier foods, looking at your diet, taking that time for self-care. And it really is just a wonderful marriage to bring you on the road to feeling better, no matter what your diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. And it has been my observation over the last you know, decade and a bit that I've been in practice that most regulations, if not all, are an imbalance in our autonomic nervous system, right? So when you're talking about the breathing, you're really you know, bringing back the sympathetic, parasympathetic balance that a lot of times, you can go either way, but a lot of times for women with the business of our lives and thoughts running through our heads, right, can actually become out of balance. So I personally feel that the value of the breathing exercises, the meditative visualizations are incredibly important. And I love the idea of the breathing and imagining the, you know, bladder kind of lining to sort of like um, healing itself. I think it's a beautiful thing that it's achievable, right? So when you're doing that meditation, Lisa, was it something that you just said with, you know, quiet place with soft music, or did you have something specific that you followed? No. Just, just, it was a very, it's very simple. So I, I, when women say, oh, I'm not sure if I can do this or if I can meditate, it was really more just my time to just have time for myself during the day before I pick my children up from school. Mm-hmm. So it's just really more just the breathing in, you know, for, you know, account of four and then breathing out. And then just um, oftentimes I would fall asleep. So I just really, I'm a huge believer in the body needing rest to heal. Yeah. I really am just a strong, strong advocate of that. I tell people all the time, honestly, don't feel bad about resting, about sleeping. If you're in a state where your body needs to heal from something, sleep, rest, I just feel like it's so important for cell turnover, um, for just that healing in your body. So it's really just my time to rest. And and I just always say it was the icing on the cake. I, I was, of course, doing many other things as well, yeah. but not until I got to that point where I was able to give myself and my body that time to take care of itself and heal itself was I able to start finally feeling better. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the mind-body connection is probably one of the most, I would say, uh, important parts of my own interest and journey and, and all those things and really, you know, becoming our body's best friend, right? And that 
includes yes. not just asking the body for things, but also providing the body with some things such as rest and in the good building blocks through food and some specific supplements and so on. But I find this mind body connection to be very important. It's almost like really attached to the root cause of whatever we see, right? Like manifesting the body later on. So I love that you promote that with your scientific background. I think it's beautiful when we see the two worlds, you know, the medical side really sort of joining hands with the holistic side. And just going back a little bit back into the food and <laughs> supplementation, um, what would be some suggestions, Lisa, from somebody just sort of, you know, noticing that there's, they, they just want to sort of build up their, building blocks in their body's, you know, response to address, even though they may be working with a healthcare practitioner on the side, what would be some supplements that are safe that you've seen good success with? Well, um, what a, for overactive bladder, what, what is highly recommended is pumpkin seed extract. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that's been used for many, many years. So pumpkin seed extract is really helpful. Um, vitamin D I'll recommend just because that really can help strengthen the pelvic floor. So a lot of women who are experiencing overactive bladder may have a weakened pelvic pelvic floor. And that, um, can often be linked to low levels of vitamin D mm -hmm. for women who have interstitial cystitis or painful bladder syndrome. There's many different things that they can try. Um, marshmallow root tea is yeah. extremely soothing to the bladder. Um, D mannose, which I recommend mm -hmm. all the time for um, urinary tract infection prevention, is also very soothing to the bladder. Um, aloe vera, yeah. um, you, you don't want to have the aloe vera juice because that um, at times can have acidic preservatives in it, um, like ascorbic acid, that type yeah. of thing. But aloe vera capsules can be very soothing to the bladder. Um, and then also the calcium glycerophosphate that I just spoke about earlier, um, even though it helps neutralize acids and foods, they were finding out that a lot of women were experiencing that to soothe their bladder as well. And that would really mm. help their bladder. So now that is considered to be a medical food for women who have painful bladder syndrome. So that I'm, cal I, I don't want to give a brand. I'm not sure if I should give a brand, <laughs> but it's, it's calcium glycerophosphate. So that would be really helpful. So I think for women who have overactive bladder, I think the two top things I would keep in mind would be if you did want to have foods that were acidic or um, tomato sauce, coffee, orange juice, that type of thing, the calcium glycerophosphate, mm -hmm. and then the pumpkin seed extract would be super helpful. And just touching on uh, what you had shared earlier, even for myself, I don't take a lot of supplements that um, have a combination of yeah. products in them because if I were to have a reaction with, um, you know, having a bit of a bladder flare or bladder irritation, I wouldn't know what was causing it. So I often um, get sent a lot of different products um, to test, mm -hmm. uh, share on my social media. But, you know, I often will really go for the ones that are just a single product. I, I don't like the, and, it, and for someone who doesn't have an issue with it, it's fine. But for someone who may be experiencing bladder issues or GI issues or whatever it may be, you probably don't want to go for a, a supplement that has many, many different ingredients in mm -hmm. it. That's an excellent recommendation. I have the same very specific, I'm very particular with that as well, because a lot of times when you look at it, maybe 90% of the ingredients are 
what we're looking for, but there's usually one or two things that are questionable, right? <laughs> Depending on. So it yes. makes it really tricky, especially the ones with multi, multi ingredients. So that is an excellent uh, point as well, Lisa. So the other one, other final question is in terms of supplements for you, what is your opinion on um, probiotic supplements that have cranberry extract in within the capsule? Okay. That, that's a great question. Um, I often don't recommend cranberry because mm -hmm. it can be very acidic um, to the bladder and cause more bladder irritation. And especially for women, um, as we get older, some women will experience um, recurrent urinary tract infections. So once you have that urinary tract infection, it, your bladder is somewhat irritated. Some people, you know, some of the theories are that even for interstitial cystitis, that it's more of an autoimmune response for women who've had multiple UTIs. So what mm -hmm. I always recommend is D-mannose. And honestly, I, the feedback that I hear about it is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I have so many women reach out to me who say, you know, I took up your advice on taking the D-mannose and it just really was a game changer for me. So that's what I like to recommend. It's very soothing to the bladder. It does a great job for UTI protection. Um, the only time I would not recommend it is because it does have a little bit of a slippery effect. Um, can I just share what it is? Um, yeah, yeah. D-mannose basically is it's a sugar that is um, not absorbed by the body. So a lot of women will be leery that it may cause a spike in blood sugar, but it will not. So basically what happens is when you ingest the D-mannose, then the bacteria that cause UTIs will adhere to the D-mannose and then mm -hmm. it will be urinated out as opposed to sticking to the bladder wall. Mm -hmm. But because it is a sugar and a little bit slippery, um, it can, um, for women who are trying to get pregnant, it can affect implantation. I've heard that before. Um, mm -hmm. The one I take does not cause any stomach upset, but any type of sugar can sometimes cause a little bit of a GI upset. Um, so diarrhea, that type of thing. But I have not had that experience. But I guess if you were taking large amounts, that would be the only real side effect to look for. But honestly, just have had such fantastic feedback about the D-Manos products. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for clarifying that. I know the cranberry, even the no sugar cranberry juice has got, I would say, a lot of popularity, right? Like if you search online, <laughs> so this is really good um, information to have as well. And Lisa, the last area that I wanted to kind of explore with you is the mind-body connection, <laughs> uh, specifically mm -hmm. to bladder issues. And it is, like I mentioned before, probably the, the one aspect of healing that I am personally very interested on. And I've made it like my mission to really understand that. And one of the things that I seen before from my research and looking into different, you know, clients and cases is really that connection between bladder as in, you know, filtering because of our kidneys, emotions, the bladder holding on to things and incontinence potentially being as not being able to hold on to maybe old ideas anymore or feeling like the ideas that we were able to hold on to before are no longer a match. So therefore they have to be released. And I'm not saying, of course, that this is for everyone, but this is some of the information that I've seen over over time as I researched. What is your take on it? And does any of the things I just mentioned have any resonance with your experience? Yes, that's so interesting. I, I actually had never heard that with the overactive bladder um, or incontinence that, but that, you know, 
seems to make sense um, from, you know, mind body perspective. Um, I will say, you know, even just like scientifically, um, a lot of women who have painful bladder syndrome have increased mast cells in their bladder and yeah. the mast cells are what, you know, cause you to sneeze and have allergic reactions, mm-hmm. you know, on a windy day, that type of thing. And so when they're under stress, um, studies do show that the mast cells in the bladder will increase and cause secretions that will cause more irritation. So a lot of times when you're under that stress, it's not your imagination. It really is, uh, you know, happening, something happening chemically that will cause that bladder irritation. So I, I truly believe in this. And I really also believe, you know, in what I was speaking about earlier, just having that hope that, um, that you can get better, that what you're going to do, it can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times when women have chronic illness and they're suffering for a long time, it it can be very discouraging. I mean, I had a chronic illness. Um, I technically, I guess I still do. Um, I had actually put a post up about this, you know, what, am I healed or am I in remission? Does it really matter what words I'm using? Exactly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm living my life to my fullest now. My, I, I don't have to be controlled by my bladder anymore. So um, it really is, it really, I do feel like having that hope really is just so hopeful. It really can lead to um, feeling so much better. Yes, absolutely. And I, I resonated with that a lot because I also have a few autoimmune diagnoses under my belt that for many years, I would say labeled and defined me. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, but until I got to a place of true transcendental gratitude for them, and then they became this catalyst to the work I do today, right? So I feel that everything, like our messes are our messages in a way, right? And we get, you know, dealt cards and we can decide how we play, you know, the hands that we were dealt. But I love your taken perspective on it. And I think this hope piece is really important because I think when we lose that, then, you know, it it becomes really hard, right. To move forward. But as long as you know, and I 100% believe that there's so much good we can do, the more congruent we get with our bodies and the more, like you said, at the very beginning, the whole shame, right. Associated Mm -hmm. with this and finding ways and tools to neutralize the shame and really rediscover love for self you know, asking for help, getting valid advice and all those things can really compound and really transform a woman's life. So I'm very grateful for this wonderful conversation and all the wealth and knowledge you share with us, Lisa. It is so needed and you are an incredible role model uh, to women of all ages, actually. Thank you. Yes. So tell us where can we find you online as well as anything else you want to share with our audience? Well, you can find me um, on Instagram at The Fulfilled Pharmacist, as well as Facebook. And also my website and actually YouTube, although I haven't posted um, (laughs) recently, but I do have some a lot of videos on urinary tract infection prevention there. And my website, um, thefulfilledpharmacist.com. And what I wanted to share is I have two downloads there that um, were both paid uh, courses before, but I, I now have them at no charge at checkout. It's really just my way of giving back to women who have bladder issues. And even though some of the things, um, you know, for the download, say for a painful bladder, all of the things in there, the foods, um, what I share will also pertain to overactive bladder as well. 
Wonderful. And to get the downloads, they just go to the website, correct? And then you're going to yes, just there? go right down to um, the fulfilledpharmacist.com and then you'll see um, the downloads um, for bladder for bladder issues. That's and there's a, just a ton of information there. All my previous podcasts, um, different blog posts, that type of thing. There's a lot of information for bladder health there. That is wonderful. I'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes below to make it very easy for anybody to, uh, looking for the information to find it. Thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm just very glad that we were able to connect. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.